Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. I'm Trevor Kizan. I'm a super chub. Uh, I'm on a I'm in a good place today. I'm feeling good. I've been baking a lot. I was prototyping cookies last night. Uh, if you watch see watch me follow me on Instagram, you saw that. I gotta enhance, refine, do some more prototypes when I get home, and then I will have a final cookie recipe that I'll, I'll share with all of you. Yay! <laughs> My name is Michael Willer. I'm a chaser. I am. Uh, a little jet lagged and a little tired. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get myself into the, into the zone, but I also started the show unexpectedly. So here we are. We're just doing it. It's happening You're the right one now. who pushes the button. How could it be unexpected? I know. Well, it wasn't necessarily unexpected. I think my brain is about a minute and a half behind where my body is. I think so. it was like, he pushed the button. He's like, oh shit, I pushed the button. Yeah. Well, I knew it wasn't ever going to start until I just hit it. So there we are. Well, my name is Don Marshall. I'm a big chubby guy living in Sunny Hollywood. And today I am a big baking boy too because i'm i'm also making granola bread when i got home today Ooh, nice holy oven racks batman yay <laughs> my name is dan oliverio an author chubby chaser public speaker lots of things like that and um i don't know i just love that i'm surrounded by bakingness oh he dan was my official taste tester yesterday. oh yes no it's, he was, it's a good job if you can he get was it. very eager to taste like he would just like immediately like okay i'm gonna cut the next one i'm like wait hold on well to be fair trevor was making elaborate notations in i can only assume as a spreadsheet uh no just a list just a, it was there's was only six and i was dividing it but you like you have a microsoft word document you have notes and you have <laughs> Yeah, it's very serious. It is business. prototyping people. Very serious business. <laughs> I was shocked. Uh, for those of you who have never prototyped cookies before, oh, who's, um, who could that be? <laughs> I it, no, I was like shocked at how different some of them were. Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's cool. It's a uh, the theme for the cookie. Like the, the inspiration is like no wait, wait say it no say it say it the the flavor story. That's right. Trevor. Oh wow, the flavor story. Yes. <laughs> the flavor story was like I had to pick a time. And I chose late night trips to Denny's in high school. Nice, so it's like nice. pancakes, waffles, coffee. This needs music. French Damn. fries, cigarette smoke. Cause it, we would have to go to the, like the one Denny's where my friends who smoked could have cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Um, is this being incorporated into the late it flavor is, story? It is. And there was one where it was like smack on. It hit all of those notes and it was so bizarre and wonderful. Was that number three? That was, yeah. Number three. Yeah. Um, you, you can, I'll link to my I'll, uh, Instagram story with all this. Nice. Um, so you, the, the time you described, I was like, oh, I, I, I immediately know what my cookie flavor would be. And I think would be awful because <laughs> after our late night, our late night live action role-playing group, we would go to the Odessa diner in New York city and we'd have disco fries. Oh yeah. Uh, fries with American cheese and gravy. That sounds like a uh-huh. great cookie, Don. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. That <laughs> mm, mm, American cheese and gravy cookie. Yeah, I'm in. Well, nope. (laughs) You can have that one. I I will not be your taste tester. You could make Uh, a sweet cheese cookie, I think. You could make that happen. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get it. I mean, pivoting from uh, high school trips to Denny's, there is a new show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, that I am very excited about. I it looks good. Yeah, I I I a sci-fi show to look forward to. Yes. <laughs> um, Dan just like felt a little. <laughs> for, those, for those of you who forget, Dan loved the magicians, which was on I sci-fi. guess sci-fi has done a couple good things. I just, oh my god, in, best show ever! In my head, in my head, sci-fi is still like Asylum Central because I I worked for Asylum and so oh, all of okay. the stuff that they did for them that that is still sci-fi to me. I know they've grown beyond. Oh it. Oh my god, that, yes, so much more. Yes, so much more. 
Um, but it's called Astrid and Lily Save the World. Um, and it is about two high school friends who accidentally open a portal to another dimension <laughs> and have <laughs> and to unleash monsters yeah. upon the world. Well, and it's they're Yes. And they're, they just happen to be two fat girls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is like, yeah. and I love that. It's like, it's too, like, this is what I have been wanting. Cause like, I do love to like, you know, a uh, shrill diet land where it's like, we're looking at fat characters and looking about like fat people existing in the world and what they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But I also just like want, a show with like fat characters just doing stuff and they're fat and it's not necessarily where it's not the struggle of fatness every episode. They don't, they don't ignore it either. I mean, the inciting incident is because they're both angry about having been rejected from a party because Mm -hmm. of fat phobia and somebody being an asshole. But then the show after that is very much about them basically being monster hunters. Yes. And so you kind of like, it doesn't feel like they're just completely ignoring the fact that it exists, but yes. it isn't the point of the show at all. Yep. Yes. Which I, I like, you know, that's kind of mm-hmm. well, that's, that's like what, what you would want. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cause that's like how it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like how life is. <laughs> that's how real life is. Monster hunting. And mm-hmm. then sometimes you encounter a fat phobic asshole. Uh, yeah. That's, but how they Trevor, look, that's how Trevor got into monster hunting. Yeah. The two girls look really fun. The chemistry looks great. There's a, is is the guy an interdimensional monster hunter or is he just somebody who's aware of what's He's, happening? There's I mean, something going on. He's got a horn in one yeah. of the Yeah, shops, but he so calls like, himself, and obviously it's a Buffy reference, he calls himself their Giles. Yes. Okay, okay. I don't know how accurate that is, but that's what he says in the preview. Yeah. Got it. So they're definitely channeling that like high school vibe. He's mm-hmm. kind of like this hot guy that I'm kind of wondering if there's going to be any kind of like love triangle thing going on. Yeah. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, there's a number of pitfalls that could befall the show. And I'm just, I'm just very hopeful that that will not happen. You know what though? I'm, I'm willing to bet right now in the current climate, if they're casting two fat lead actresses, there's going to be some thought put into the construction. Mm-hmm. I, I know. So, of course there is. Of course. There yeah. Is. Um, I mean, we won't know until we watch it, which you should watch yep. with us. It'll be exciting. It's um, you can watch Lily and Astrid save the world on Sci-Fi on January twenty eighth. There we Yay. go. Or no, sorry, that, on January twenty sixth. That's the kind of professionalism <laughs> this show aspires to. <laughs> <laughs> Frequently fall short of. Um, all right, so we we got you all pumped yeah, up, excited for excited. a new show. You're you're thinking about cookies. You're thinking about watching this show. Uh, well, too people, bad now. People are mad at fat mannequins again, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, fat mannequins are getting. What is this? Every time again. fat mannequins come up in the news, well, so much pissed off that there's a fat mannequin. Oh my god! Because yeah. it was in an athletic store, and that's not. That's clearly not okay. <laughs> fat people are supposed to lose weight, but they're not allowed to go purchase clothing and gear to make them easier to lose weight. Because yeah. then you would have to see them trying to lose it's, weight. Yeah. There's a lot. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot. Going there's a lot here. going on. Uh, there'll be more on this in Fat Watch. Because yeah, um, it continues. <laughs> but like, okay, so. And I at least am glad to see that, like, this woman, Isabel Oakshot, um, <laughs> tweeted a picture of the mannequin with this in a Regent Street fitness store is what obesity looks like. Flabby curves highlighted in hideous lime green velour. The so-called body positivity movement is not inclusive. It is dangerous. Yeah. Dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, I imagine her just like seeing and taking a picture and like, <laughs> like typing it's this out such and then like farting move. and like walking, <laughs> uh, keeps like keeps walking. And as down many, oh no, she demanded to speak to the manager. She probably she farted and then hesitated to smell her own fart before she left. This is the kind of person that Well, is. and as many, many Twitter 
uh, people have pointed out, how can a plastic mannequin be flabby? Right. It's there's so <laughs> yeah. many yeah advanced no, mannequin technology. <laughs> it's come a long way. It was designed by a chaser, Dan. Oh. <laughs> um. So the article uh, that that Trevor found is in the Mary Sue, uh, written by Brianna Lawrence, and it's sort of breaking down. I mean, obviously, there's a lot going on here, but there's also not a lot going on. No, here. I think this is exquisitely simple. It's, this is just about yeah. fat people need to not exist. The, that is that is the point of view. That's the simplicity. But then there are a lot of people who are basically taking this woman down on Twitter as yeah. well. Like yeah. that was what Brianna was saying was she tuned in largely just to see this woman kind of get eviscerated. And some of the responses were really good. <laughs> and some of them, there are a lot of tweets in yeah. Brianna's article that she she screen capped and included that are like the first one is shoddy beefing with a mannequin. It's <laughs> just incre- like delightfully dismissive. She has one paragraph in here that I just want to read. I, I, this is a great paragraph. I have felt this paragraph so many times over the course of my life. Lose weight, but not in the presence of those who harp on you to lose weight, except they will continue to ask you if you're working to lose weight mm-hmm. and only say you look good if it appears that you have lost weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and, pretty they, much- and, they and they don't want to see you losing weight. Yeah, that pretty much <laughs> yeah, encapsulated yeah. the entire experience. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's like, and then somebody tweeted, well, it was something, hold on, I want to find Oh, and comments. by the way, unquestionably, you should lose weight. <laughs> like like that, that is the premise that overrides all of it. Yeah. I just, I really loved somebody, one of the tweets in response was uh, about like, okay, so if we can't go to the store to, oh, <laughs> it was on Twitter, um, Louis, Louisa the last said, Oh, sorry. I guess when I want to exercise as a fat person, I'll just swath myself in burlap or perhaps a barrel on suspenders. <laughs> like, what do you, what do you want here? How do we, clearly it's not a, 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 a state of mind designed to let fat people win in any circumstance. Like yeah. you're, you're not allowed to, you're just not allowed to be fat. You're not allowed to exist. That's, 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 that's really what this tweet is about. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so, okay. This immediately I thought of fuchsia, the, the oh, mannequin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuchsia. And we I want a you. team up. <laughs> so it's like mannequin two. Yeah. Fuchsia. Uh, lime green boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't remember, fuchsia was our uh, magenta colored yes. large size in mannequin in England who yeah. people were stopping and giggling at outside the store. And the store owner came out with an amazing. She was awesome. Amazing yeah. note on the front of the store. It was a that. bridal mannequin, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was a bridal fuchsia. mannequin. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's like them like back to back like finger guns <laughs> and they're just like ki- killing people. Mannequins killing people. Oh, kill- wasn't that what Fuchsia was doing too? Wasn't that tied into our Halloween episode? Or something? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Y'all look crazy. This is, a, this is a movie that needs to happen. Yeah. Um, but we, we continue the conversation. Yeah. Whoa. It's once again, it's, it's back. It's fat. It's watch. here. <laughs> One more time. Have we said fat watch 2022 yet? Oh, <gasps> I, I don't remember. Say it now. Bet watch 2022. So it done. still feels like 2022. Oh, come on. Say it like you mean it. <laughs> it's Fat it's, Watch 2022. Yeah. Maybe like an eagle scream. <laughs> I, I still need to add that to it. Maybe that, that'll be a project for later this yeah. year. Um, so kind of spinning out from this, uh, people being mad at f- clothes <laughs> for fat people who want to go to the gym. Self Magazine did this really great kind of a, uh, it was a letter by the editor. Let us shine. Let us yes. shine. The title of the piece is what the future of fitness really looks like. And the letter breaks down like acknowledging anti-fatness and uh, and anti-fat bias within like just everything kind of tied to fitness. And they wrote a lot of really great pieces like 
how fat people can find fat friendly gyms. What does um, what to say to people who come up to you and congratulate you for going to the gym at yes. the gym? Oh God, that used to enrage me. Yeah, well, they oh. have like a whole series of comebacks depending on your mood and what you want to do. And blah, blah, blah. Um, it's a whole series of articles which I think is yeah. fantastic. Um, and this is the first, I guess. Yes, and um, basically aggregated like all of these resources, like pretty much anything you would possibly need. And I like how she starts it though because it's acknowledging that for like in the right when you when you get it right the feeling of of fitness or working out or however it is that you engage with that that's enjoyable can be incredibly like freeing mm-hmm. um that feeling can be really really good and then if you're you know if you're stuck in a gym where that isn't the case that can be so that can even just prevent you from doing it at all it can be really discouraging and so these are a number of different ways to for instance resources on helping you find a fat friendly gym mm-hmm. which is fucking incredible um and then like Dan was saying like responses for people who are being you know, think that they're being helpful and supportive and encouraging mm-hmm. and commenting on your body when like, can't we just go to the gym and like not worry about other people? Is that, <laughs> is that possible? Is that asking too so, much? I'm sorry. Have you, you haven't been to the gym. Have you? No, I haven't. <laughs> I think every time anyone comments on that, like to me at the gym from now on, I'm just going to comment on their genitalia. <laughs> oh, so what I thought was interesting about this piece. So I found out about this piece from, you know, my fat news aggregator, but not, the self piece, I thought it was all this backlash from like, like Breitbart and stuff. Oh, attacking Jesus self Christ. for promoting obesity. Um, well, they got to write about something. Hateful. And like, you know, the, the woke liberal agenda and, but like, okay. So <laughs> I mean, the, this was touched on in the Mary Sue article with the whole thing of like promoting obesity. Like you're, they're literally telling fat people how they can go to the gym and an, that's promoting obesity. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, if fat people go to the gym, it's promoting obesity. If fat people don't go to the gym, it's promoting obesity. If Well, that that's what I came that's why I keep coming I back. I would like to. this woman to suggest what a fat person is allowed to wear. At the they're gym. not no, they're not allowed you to know? exist. And you you might remember, you know, those of us in the gay community remember when there was a thing about like, well, I don't have a problem with gay people. I just don't want to put it in my face, which means I don't want to ever be reminded you exist. Yeah. yeah. That's what that always means. I which don't is, want to be reminded of your existence. And so, oh my god, I'm reminded of your existence. How terrible. Well, it's the entitlement that you're allowed to go through the world and that the world needs to kowtow to how you see the world. Like you're allowed to exist in the world exactly how you want and everyone else has to basically do what you think well they also have to exist how you want right or not (laughs) exist at all yeah preferably Mm -hmm. which is often how they want yes (laughs) yeah but this anyway the self article uh and i say article it's a series of articles yeah has a lot of awesome resources um and it pretty much gets straight to the point too like there are so many links in there um six ways i mean the the we should also point out the cover of this issue of self magazine um has Jessamine Stanley, who we've talked about before on it, which I think is also part of the, I mean, the backlash from like the weird conservative far right Mm -hmm. outlets, you know, having a fat black woman on a magazine cover talking about fitness. Like, I mean, well, it's well, because for so many decades, you know, thin white women have owned the fitness space Mm -hmm. (laughs) and before them, you know, muscular white men. So, you know, like the gyms and the Charles Atlas mm-hmm. and all that. So yeah, this, 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 this is a problem for the white supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> it must be combated clearly. And I feel like gym membership in general is also a place of privilege too. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Having to pay the fee or whatever. So like if you can, you know, keep yeah, people I mean, there are a lot of gyms out there where the membership fee is 
definitely a, it's a barrier to entry intentionally. I, I was going to say it's designed yeah. to be a barrier for entry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want any of the pores in here working mm-hmm. out with, uh, you know, and you know, that's true again, at, speaking as somewhat of a, a, a gym rat, I can assure you this is true because there's really only two kinds of gyms. There's the bargain basement. How low can you go with your fee? And then how low can you gear your services? So you don't have to do anything for these people mm-hmm. or who, as soon as they join become expenses that you have to service Right. or the polar opposite, which is, you know, we're going to wipe your ass with <laughs> silk and wrap you in seaweed <laughs> Every single week for free because you're paying a thousand dollars a month. You got that from the Merovingian in Matrix, <laughs> and I love it. I'm here for it. You're it's one of the best. I, you and I d- agree on this. I, that's like, my. That's he, his explanation of why cursing in French is amazing. He's like wiping your ass with a suit. Yes. Anyway, sorry, not to derail the conversation. But yes, so the fact that there's this gulf of like, I would like a gym that is you know nice and not a million dollars. That's kind of hard to find. I would also say for the, anybody out there looking for a gym, again, as the resident gym rat of the podcast, uh, yes, there's the whole thing about like, you know, do you feel comfortable in there? Is there a fat phobic vibe? But a lot of times I found this, you don't know what, you, you don't like this gym. You don't know why. And you just know you don't want to go. And you think you're not liking the gym. It's not. You're not liking that gym. And so it's probably the one that's closest to you. It might be yeah. the one that's more affordable. But sometimes it's not that you don't like the gym. It's that you don't like that gym. But if you don't have a lot of gym experience, you might not know that. Mm-hmm. It is a weird experience. Like uh, for me, gyms, I, I dove into gyms wholeheartedly and intensely for like three years. Um, and what I found was like uh, the the cheap gym near me had a much nicer vibe than the, the I had a two week membership at a Gold's Fitness mm-hmm. near work. And it was like, bamboo walls, mm. like padded, perfect floors where they change the carpets every day. It, would be like, <laughs> it was a bit, like, I literally think there was a big jug of cucumber water at the front, right? Mm. It was just luxuries I'm not used to, but everyone were assholes. You're like, and even if they weren't talking to you, like they just oozed asshole wherever they went. I, so it was just like, yes, oh, I have felt that vibe in a gym. And yeah. I, like I said, it's not you, it's the gym. Just go find another gym. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe not right now. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I feel p- partially responsible for the pandemic because I feel like there's been times where I'm like, I think I'm ready to like go back to a gym. And then there's a massive COVID spike yeah. when, I, yeah. when I like put that into reality as a, like a thought. Um, you so, monster. So, so Trevor's staying home from the gym to keep you safe. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thank you. Congrats. Wonderful. Uh, salutations to self magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, and self isn't the only uh, outlet kind of trying to be more inclusive. What else is there, Trevor? Um, <laughs> so Victoria's Secret is trying to make a, <laughs> trying to make amends. Um, We're trying to make a buck. Wait, hold yeah. on. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my one of my resolutions this year is to use more sound effects. More. <laughs> um. So. And the the general vibe. So like the I saw I found out about this Yahoo style had an article. Better late than never. Victoria's <laughs> Secret receives reluctant praise for size size inclusive rebrand. Well, it's so funny because I think they they have teetered on the verge of irrelevancy for quite a while, and I think somebody finally decided like you know this body positivity thing we could try that. Yeah, they have an ad. I don't know if there's I'm sure there's more than just this one ad, but on Instagram they posted. Um, 
it's like 15 seconds long, but there are three models in it. One is your typical like tall, thin, blonde, white woman. The other is a tall, thin, black woman. And the third, uh, I wouldn't be so crass as to try and guess her ethnicity, but she is a curvy, fat she's, she's model. She's Asian adjacent, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. And um, actually fat. Let's let's start there. Mm-hmm. Like she's not, they don't have, you know, because they're all in lingerie. But even um, her, like, I, I would just say she looks very normal American to me. Yeah. Like, well, no, I was, yeah. well, what I was getting at was they didn't have her in like, you know, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the, uh, the padding for yes. models that wear yes. clothing. Like she's, oh, oh. she, she cannot be wearing padding. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. you actually see her body. Um, and they initially, it starts out with like, she's on the left of the three and then it like centers on like she's on screen and then the white model walks in in front of both of them and you think, okay, well she's clearly the focus, but then they split and the kind of the animation happens and then she is by herself on screen showing off the, the lingerie and she looks great. Um, but as we're getting to, it's sort of like, you know, is this too little too late? And what is, what does that mean? Like how, like, how do you say, yeah. yes, we want more of this, but also like, Hey. So the discussion we had about this is what, what is a successful rebranding? Right. And like when we started talking about that, the first, re- the first realization I had about that is there isn't one for me. Like, mm. just the name Victoria's Secret to me means not for you. And it it has been the the torchbearer for, I think what is uh, thin clothing, fat shaming since I was a kid. I can't think of one that's more. My first sign, I just, my brain went to a weird place of, you know, that like 12 foot tall skeleton Halloween decoration. (laughs) Yeah. Like that was like the Victoria's Secret ideal. Oh yeah. Of like every <laughs> put oh, yeah. some slap, angel wings on the negligee on that yeah. thing and they're good to go. Yeah. Well, and I wonder, you know, is there a male equivalent? I'm kind of thinking Abercrombie and Fish. Yeah, Abercrombie and Fish. Yeah. Absolutely. Or I mean, well, I so I thought of like Calvin Klein. Um Kelvin mm-hmm. Klein. I mean, here I don't know, here just because I see billboards like uh Andrew Christian or Aussie Bum, mm-hmm. which are like I would say the like gay male proxy for Victoria's Secret, because it's yeah. just like Super sexy underwear. Yeah. Yeah. And like is, so as Don was pointing out, like the damage has been done because most people have spent a lifetime just understanding inherently that this is not for you. It never will be. It has, Mm -hmm. there's no, there's no version of this that is for you. And so if they were to turn around and say like, Hey, by the way, it's for you now. Fuck you. I already know where to go. And and I think it's, I think it's a little (laughs) bit more egregious because like Abercrombie and Fitch, They've made no secret, Victoria, of the fact <laughs> that the reason it's appealing. Thank you very much. I got there in the end. <laughs> the reason it's appealing is because it excludes you. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you. I mean, you know that it must be good because you're not good enough. Yeah. I mean, the Abercrombie and, so, and Fitch owner said that, said that verbatim. Yeah. Verbatim. You know. So, so it's so then to come back and say, well, you know, okay, we're not really selling enough. And the elitism thing is kind of played out. So I guess we'll make something that Tubbo can fit in, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's that very uh, resentful, condescending. Well, okay, we'll, we'll find, we'll put a woman in our catalog who might be a size 12. Is the Victoria's secret thing, a special situation though, because they are a brand that is iconic going back to your grandparents time that has always shit on us as opposed to say the gap rebranding where gap has, had three X, it just didn't really reach that. Well, Gap much. is a curious case because they're actually three different stores, right? There's mm-hmm. the there's Banana Republic, there's Gap, and there's Old Navy. 
and they're all the same owners. And their sizing goes by that sort of income level. So the high-end Banana Republic stuff, like, you know, their their pants go all the way to size 36. But Gap, which is the lower echelon for them in terms of, you know, pricing, their, you know, their pants might go to, let's say, 38, 42. And then you have Old Navy where, you know, it goes to 42, but really that's a 46. No, I think actually (laughs) Old Navy does go... I mean, it's been a while since I shopped there. I think they go to 48. They've, they've well, they do. But my, yeah. my point is if you want something that you is that the, the number will make you feel good because it fits you, it's Old Navy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, what I'm, my point is but that- I didn't have the negative reaction to those that no, I see. No, but, they're, they're all, but see, what's interesting is they're all the same owner. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they're playing the same game, but like Banana Republic isn't doing a resizing campaign. No. Because they have Old Navy. Well, no, but it's okay. So let's say Kelvin Klein. I say Kelvin Klein because I feel like like Andrew Christian and Aussie Bum to me are gay mm-hmm. and like gay brands. And I think Kelvin Klein is like sexy <laughs> underwear, like metrosexual, <laughs> like it, it's more straight brand. Yeah. And like where you yeah. would, you could get it at a mall, like kind of like Victoria's Secret. Mm-hmm. So like Kelvin Klein is going to do a size inclusive rebrand, which is to me, I'm just like, like, I feel weird even just like proposing this. What does that look like? What is necessities? Because I feel like I don't know what sizing. Well, Victoria's I, I Secret may be the to. only one in the room who's actually bought Calvin Klein, but I don't know that. I have I had I it have. at some point. Okay. I mean, I find that Calvin Klein sizing varies tremendously where in one season, if I buy a medium, it fits. But if I buy... By Michael just pulled out his underwear band. <laughs> I'm wearing them right now. Yeah. Well, but you know, it, but it, so sometimes I wear a medium in Calvin Klein, but oh my God, now they've cut this new thing and it's like, I need an extra large. Oh, but it fits in the chest, but goes down to my knees. Mm-hmm. It's just radical. But what's interesting about Calvin Klein is they used to have the reputation in the industry. This is about 10, 15 years ago of being the most conservative. Like they weren't, they weren't going to do no sexy underwear. That wasn't them. And then things started to shift because, well, guess where the money is? Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I So the, I think the reason to answer Trevor's question and I think also to touch on why people are not embracing the Victoria's Secret rebrand as wholeheartedly as you might want to is that um, a couple of years ago, back in 2018, God, nope, four years ago, um, <laughs> Victoria's Secret, according to this article, Victoria's Secret uh, faced major backlash after the chief marketing officer, Ed Razek, told Vogue why plus size and transgender models weren't welcome on the roster. Oh. Quote, shouldn't, should you, shouldn't you have transsexuals in the show? No. No, I don't think we should. Well, why not? Because the show is a fantasy. It's a 42-minute entertainment special. That's what it is. It is the only one of its kind in the world, and any other fashion show, uh, fashion brand in the world would take it in a minute, including the competitors that are carping at us, and they carp at us because we're the leader. And when you say stuff like that as recently as that, you can't do a, like an about face and ha- expect everyone to just like suddenly praise you for having 100%. good intentions. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So like when we talk about what would make a successful rebrand, you have to look at the history of the company, mm-hmm. I think. And like mm-hmm. how vocally anti-fat, anti-inclusivity have they been? If they've just been kind of doing their thing for a while and not really going one way or the other, and then suddenly they decide, well, now's the time. I don't know. I say, give them a chance. I don't necessarily know the history of Calvin Klein in this particular example. Um, but I would say it depends largely on that. Like, are they, 
are they going back on what they said before? Because I think that requires an extra step, which is to say we were wrong mm -hmm. and then you do it. I agree with that completely too. And that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, um, I have less, uh, I would have less backlash against a Calvin Klein than I would against an Abercrombie and Fitch for the exact reasons that mm -hmm. you're talking. Yeah, about. exactly. They, they haven't made their brand. Fuck you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> brand. Fuck you. I like that. <laughs> Um, but, well, that actually is a brand kind of, <laughs> is it, yeah. you know, but I also would, but I also would oh, look at CK and CK is advertising. They, they're the ones who instituted the entire waif thing. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Through the nineties oh, yeah. and two thousands, which made me the polar opposite of sexy through my twenties. So yeah, they're not getting off scot-free from me either. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't see a reason to give them money. If a company that has been making clothes that fit me can provide you know, similar quality material at a lower price. I'm not, I, I don't see a value but, in a name brand for me. Well, and, I don't understand. And here's it. the thing, you know, you know, it goes back to what are you doing as a clothing business? And if your yeah. business model is that we create stunning clothes, that it's other people's responsibility to fit into, mm -hmm. then you're never, you're never trying to appeal to a market. You're trying to appeal to an aesthetic. You're trying to appeal to a lifestyle. You're trying to appeal to snobbery and it doesn't, yeah. and, and that, and people aspire to wear your clothes and you just charge enough so that a very few amounts, so that a few sales can float you. So it, it also begs the question. And I know Trevor encounters this. I encounter this. I assume you guys encounter this. You know, what I want in a brand is consistency. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, yes. What I want I in a brand is to know that if I get a Calvin Klein ribbed t-shirt, it always fits the same because it's a basic. Mm -hmm. Such I, is not the case. What I want is to have a pair of underwear that I like and be able to buy it later. Because <laughs> it is same still, brand, yes, same size. It one is year later. still being manufactured <laughs> mm -hmm. and not like worry. Like, yeah. okay. Is this going to disappear? Should I buy a hundred pairs? Yep. Mm -hmm. Which I mean, I kind of did the last time. <laughs> I, I didn't mean I didn't buy a hundred pairs, but I bought like okay, I got I got a ton of these. I didn't buy enough because I mean, just well, you can't buy enough. They're they're eventually going to wear out. And yeah. To the chasers <laughs> listening right now who are just sort of laughing about this, imagine every time you buy underwear, every single time, you have to wonder like, oh, are these going to pinch? Are these like, you know, what's going to be wrong with this pair? Because you can never get them again. I mean, I, I have to yeah. say, I experienced the same problem. Do you? Yeah. Really? Because, well, because if you have a body that's outside the norm, mm -hmm. which, you know, I would say mine is, that you're going to have this problem because anything that you find that fits is not going to hang around. So the only, the only way that this works, the only way you don't have this problem is if you have that sort of coat hanger body where anything works on it because it's designed for coat hangers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd say you probably have the most mainstream body of us. Do you have the underwear issue that we're talking about or the only, probably not nearly. No. I mean, cause I have so many options. Like I, no, I wouldn't yeah. say that, but I do experience like if I, for instance, I am currently wearing a pair of Calvin Klein underwear. I happen to like them. And if I, if I am in like full blown soccer playing form, it's fine. Um, but my, like, because I play soccer and I have my entire life, pretty much my thighs tend to be a lot bigger than yeah. like, I just, I have muscled thighs. And so if I also put on a little bit of fat on top of that, uh, I won't, yeah, they, they won't fit. They'll like, yeah. they'll pinch. It'll be uncomfortable. So I'm, I'm kind of on the edge of 
having the waist and everything else fit properly, but then having my legs actually feel comfortable wearing them. Okay. So maybe this is more of a universal issue than I gave. And it's, it I would say it's nowhere near the same, but yeah, it's, it's a question of degree. There's overlap. Yeah. 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 It, I mean, the, I think the fatter you are, the more extreme the problem is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know my, so my favorite underwear has finally like disintegrated. Like to the point to where like, I can't like, fold it anymore. <laughs> Dan, isn't that really just a you problem? <laughs> and it's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I haven't really been like, okay, I'm going to buckle down and like get a couple pairs from uh, DXL, God say, forbid, king size. Cause mm. you're not a fan. Have of you it. tried? I always buy the H the Harbor Bay size four, and it's like, well, because like, is there, I'm sorry. Is there a choice? Is there another well, one? You they, could buy? they are there's, comfortable, but they're just, they're just not sexy. No one's ever looked at those underwear no. and gone like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, some. although there is a point, I think like sometimes it doesn't matter, but I, the, the, I know what you're talking about. I wore those for a while mm-hmm. and I just feel like they like don't hold up. They just like kind of stretch out and then never go back. And it's just this weird, like stretched out thin. It is a bit of a problem. Yeah. There's so there, I don't know if you guys have shopped here before. Michael got some underwear from Bearskin. Um, I, they, so he likes how they feel and he loves how they look, but they don't stay on. Yeah, that's my that's issue. Well, that's, isn't that really your fault, Michael? Well, Michael <laughs> no. keeps hey, ripping them off. Right? <laughs> I keep buying them for him. Like, what's the problem here? <laughs> like, I don't see the no. Um, but yeah, so he doesn't wear them that often because it's sort of like you don't like it. It doesn't work as a functional piece, like a functional garment, mm-hmm. the yeah. way that you would want it to. Yeah. At least in his case. And well, I, think, I mean, I find the same thing yeah, and I don't, I don't know if like, I, I don't, maybe like, I just need to get a smaller size, which I mean, I've done in the past with underwear where it's like, just cause it doesn't fit right. So I'm like, I have to have oh, it, like, so many fat boys too do small that. because yeah. that's the only way it's going to stay on. And I'm not going to have to like try to pull up my underwear through my pants. Yeah. Cause I'm like in jeans and like, I feel my underwear sliding down my butt. And it's like, <laughs> especially, especially when you're doing any kind of exercise, it yeah. just makes it really hard. Oh yeah. Like walking across the room. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you'd think that for a company that very specifically brands themselves as being fat friendly, um, that they could, you know, maybe do a little bit better job of that. I, I mean, to be fair, trying to engineer garments for the supersize is not there. There is an architectural problem that no one is that interested in solving. I mean, it could be solved. Yeah. yeah. I think you would just have to like do an off, sh- like you would have to make a specific garment that's like cut for this size, you know, mm. like I think there'd have to be, you know, improvements or research into elastic technology. There'd have to be, cause you want it to, you want it to stay up, but you don't want it to bind. And, well, and okay. So I have been kind of like, so there was, I think a listener sent in this company. I don't remember what it is. They're not like great. So I'm not going to bother mentioning the name, <laughs> but like, so there's things that work and there's things that don't. And it just seems like, I don't know if these companies need more fit models because they're trying to, I don't know if they're trying to cover multiple bases or there's bases they're not thinking of, but mm-hmm. like, it's just, my, I mean, if they're a small company, they probably don't have, if they have a fit model in the right size, they probably have one. Well, and they're all, it's all, it's, they are Australian. So that's like another thing where yeah. it's like, okay, there's a limited number of people on that continent. So I get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that like, tiny island. <laughs> what I do appreciate is, so they do account, they have two different cuts for like, oh, you know, cause they know that some people need longer. See, that's underwear. brilliant. That's brilliant. But they don't make 
bigger sizes in the shorter cut, which mm. I am mm. yeah. like, I, I need a shorter cut just because I'm short. And like, these are longer than some of the, these, this, this underwear is short longer than some of my shorts. Oh, and I can't wear them. Because it's, yeah. I have that problem with t-shirts and over shirts too. Um, so it's just this thing of like there and I don't get it. Cause it's like, I mean, I have said this enough times on this podcast where people probably know what I'm going to say. There are so many people who will give you money for clothes that fit. Mm-hmm. Like it is just, you want money. Yeah. I get it. Like Calvin Klein wants money. I will pay. I will pay you. I don't know. Absurd amounts of money for underwear that fits for shirts that fit that are not just like, I don't know, like with King size, I don't know what's going on over there. So <laughs> I'll be honest too. Like the price point on some of these sexier underwears are, is pretty high for what mm-hmm. it is. And the fact that those sexy lines don't usually put out like a granny panty version. So I can find out if their sizing will work for me mm-hmm. in an economic way and not spell out, you know, shell out 60 to 90 bucks for something that doesn't fit, mm-hmm. you know, like, so remember when we found uh, swimsuits with that one guy, yeah. Patrick Allen yeah. Wood? So I just went and checked on his website, and I'm a little confused. He makes underwear. Um, oh. It would be expensive underwear. <gasps> well, and that's going to be the case. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> he makes stop, underwear. Stop the podcast right now. <laughs> so his Trevor, website- put that underwear back on. <laughs> Take it off my pants. <laughs> okay, so we just paused. Mike, uh, both uh, Trevor has gone and bought 16 pairs of underwear yeah. from this guy's website. Um, poor poor no, guy's going to be at his little sewing machine. <laughs> I was going to say, he's taken, uh, at least in the on my phone, uh, oh, it says shop temporarily closed. Oh. Uh, I'll be back up in the summer. So well, it's, it, it could, cracks we need to like <laughs> get him like some investor money so that he can actually just have a full blown business. I, or honestly, we live in Los Angeles. I'm surrounded by fashion people. Like we could just hire somebody to make decent yeah. underwear and put out our own branded line. You know, as someone of, who has looked into this, I will warn you, and this isn't all designers, but gosh, every single designer I've talked to is more interested in a look than a fit. Fit is something that you can get secondarily. That's great. But I've I've talked to so many designers who have either said, oh, but it has to look like this. I said, yeah, but that won't fit. And they're like, oh, well, then I won't do it. Or they've outright said, oh, I wouldn't want my brand ripped by fat people. Okay. Well, one, you're going to the wrong designers because Clearly. cosplay people, cosplay people are overjoyed for this sort of project. So for anyone out there who has a cosplayer friend who makes stuff- you have a resource. Chain them into your basement and make them make underwear. You have a resource. And generally they're way more open to larger size stuff because general, a lot of them are like, uh, I know a bunch of people who work for the Soci- Society of Creative Anachronism. Correct. Right. Who have various, various widely varied body styles. Oh yeah. And love making clothes from that period, but they have the skill set to make stuff from other periods too. If you ask. You might have a friend who can help you out with this. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting approach. I I'm like just it. having your eureka moment. No, I, I like it. I mean, there's no harm in asking. Yeah. I don't know what I the will answer say, will be or the cost would be, but that's a great question. I yeah. think we should uh, flood Patrick's uh, inbox with requests again, because we, having bought his swimsuits before and knowing that they fit and they look great and they feel good, mm-hmm. like he's done it before. And we just need to make sure that like 
he, yeah, I think if he just gets completely overwhelmed with requests, that'll make him come back to reopen his business. Uh, or hopefully. <laughs> because people yeah. love that. I never yeah. actually, I never, because we didn't go to, uh, to uh, uh, New Orleans, Thank I didn't you. get the bathing suit. But now if he's closed yeah. till summer, am I going to be able to get a bathing suit for bigger Vegas? I'm like, oh. uh, that's, I mean, you can write him an app. Yeah, he's I, would, I would write him. He's responsive over, over email as okay. far as I've experienced. Anyway, so I guess the other aspect of like if a, you know, Kevin Klein brand rebranded is like they, even if they did, like Victoria's Secret has their plus size model um, wearing some of their underwear, like what's the likelihood that they're actually going to have, that they're going to go up to a size that, or or have a, a range of plus sizes that a matter? A size inclusive rebrand has to go to eight, at least 8X. Yeah. I mean, and how often is that going to happen? Never. Never. I mean, <laughs> I think Kevin Klein now like maybe goes to 4X. I know they go to 3X. Oh, I think they may have some things that go to larger sizes, but like, it's not their entire yeah. chain. It's like a couple mm -hmm. individual things. I mean, just imagine, imagine every listener, even if you're driving, just close your eyes <laughs> and imagine a fun. world. Your dog takes the wheel. It's fine. Yeah. Where Rover take the wheel. It's like eight X is a standard underwear size. You can get instead of just being like, I don't know, on a, on a wing and a prayer logging on to uh dxl.com with michael D. i was just looking for sound effects <laughs> um don't okay, open me. your eyes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know it's i there's so many aspects of it and like let's not even get into like i mean kelvin klein is uh not historically not been like a, only a wafy brand um but also a very white yeah brand white yeah. um there's, there's a lot going on there yeah, I, I, I like the idea of continuing to try and aggregate people who actually take the time to make size-inclusive yeah. yes. clothing. Um, um, and, and towards your point earlier, like I just don't think it's fine for a company to just start making stuff for people that they've insulted and actively made life worse for without the apology step between. Yeah. Well, not you know. to be fair, Don, they never cared about them in the first place. Or acknowledgement. So. <laughs> at least. Yeah. I don't need an apology. I need an acknowledgement. You know? Yeah. 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 So that, again, that's, that's why Victoria's Secret isn't necessarily getting off scot-free here. Um, do we have, oh, we, I, I oh, know we the answer to this. We definitely we, have, we a, have tip. a tip for today. It's a hot tip. It's a hot Ooh, tip. Cracked. A sexy tip. Uh, I don't have a whip. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, no, this is a, um, I thought I had something good here. <laughs> Nailed it. That, it? I mean, that works. About to at least. So this is uh, a brand that I, uh, they actually followed us on Instagram and I oh, checked cool. them out. Uh, it is Huscular Undies. Huscular. Huscular. So uh, on their Instagram plate page, they describe themselves as fetish underwear for big men up to 6X. Everybody is a hot body with all kinds of different uh they, let's see, they have a star emoji, a rainbow emoji, a bear emoji, a pig emoji, a panda emoji, a dog emoji, and a fox emoji. Are these on the underwear? Uh, no, this it's is on, in the, their, their on their Instagram. Oh. Um, I was picturing like a pig emoji on the crotch. Yeah. You know? Well, they probably have that too. Um, so this is, as Trevor was saying, it's, this is, it's fetish this is sexy. Yeah, it's, it's like sexy work. underwear. It's very specific. Like there's, for instance, there are a few different pairs. They've got jock straps, but there are also a few different pairs of like brief style underwear that have just a hole in the back. Um, 
I mean, I suppose you could call it like it's an intentional sort of slot. It's a slit. It's, it's not a, a hole. Pooping yeah. I have underwear yeah. with holes in the back. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this not, they don't look like that. Ain't no thing. Yeah. They're not intentional. Yeah. Um, they also have some some mesh underwear that caused quite the discussion. This is on yeah. the call the I, other day. I will say this is not. Uh, I think what Don described as airport underwear. <laughs> right. <laughs> this I just is like I, I do that one particular design you're talking about. I just like if if your underwear is so attractive that you don't want to take it off to be fucked, that's the pair to wear. <laughs> it's it, I but it's like I, this is this isn't either. It's a lot of positive feedback from purchasers. Check it out. Let us know if you that's buy the a thing pair. that that is a good indicator for me. Like they yeah. have good public responses. I mean, they're clearly specifically for fat people, fat men, I think it's, yeah. It's, Send us a pair. We'll do a review. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will go to the airport. <laughs> um, Put it did, you, did you like the underwear done? I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think maybe if I, uh, I don't know, was not uh, mostly at home, like mm-hmm. 95% of the time, I would maybe get, I don't know. I don't Honey, think I would want to drive around and wave your ass like, out the window. At I had like a date. I would wear it, but I don't want to be uh, walking around in mesh underwear. I think that would just be, it'd be a lot of chafing for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely like you're but having like, a hot date over. Yeah. Or like and, underwear party. Yeah. Or an underwear. Yeah. Like something where the whole point is to wear something that looks sexy and fun. I remember underwear parties. Pre-COVID. I mean, Dan and I have our own little uh, two-person underwear parties. <laughs> Every <our> night. <laughs> I do too uh, to my roommate's horror. <laughs> <laughs> underwear party with uh, Angela Lansbury. Trevor <laughs> has gotten way too far into Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> but I think, I think, yes, before we spiral out too far, I, th- I think we have a bit. Yeah. We do. Well, seeing as how we're doing a deep delve into people's underwear, I figured we'd delve even deeper into the history of people's underwear. Ouch. All right. So the history of underwear. Are we ready? The very first men's brief was invented in 1935. What did reviews list as some of their key features? One, scientific suspension and restful buoyancy. Two, easy access pocketing. Three, Splinter-free waistband. Oh, yeah. Or four, buttonless. Buttonless. Buttonless, yeah. Well, see, they were wearing barrels, so splinters were a concern. That yeah, was exactly. Yeah. It's so hard to work out with those splinters. <laughs> um, boy, oh. wow, those are all really good. You're so good at this, Don. Um, what is, what is the, the last one? The last one was buttonless. buttonless. I'm going to go for buttonless. Buttonless? I think that would we be We got one buttonless. There were a lot of buttons back then. There were, see, but see, is... But there's buttonless, and then there's like the easy access, which is the. But would feature. they say it that way? Would they say easy access? That, that's that's what right. tripped me up. Yeah, I, you're right. I don't you're think right. so. All right, I'm going for buttonless too. I will also say buttonless, even though I want to say splinterless. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got three buttonless underwears, but the in fact the correct answer was sci- uh, scientific suspension. And restful buoyancy. Restful See, I would have thought that buoyancy. true of like the jet age, you know, like the fifties and the space yeah, race and the. That's interesting. I I didn't think they would would even touch like what the underwear was was touching. Yeah, like, <laughs> I didn't think they would go close to that, but clearly that's the selling point. They went in. They went. Was in. it because there was it was either like long johns or like boxer style underwear Probably. that wouldn't have the, any. There support? was nothing that held you up. Prior there was no this. support. That must have been a horrifying time. <laughs> All right. 
King Tut is short for Tutankhamun, the Egyptian leader who ruled from ages 9 to 18 before being murdered and buried in what would one day become one of the most famous tombs in history. In what way will his name be tied to underwear for all time? One, his underwear was made of spun gold. Ow. Two, he was buried in uh, buried with 145 pairs of underwear. <laughs> Three, he was buried in underwear made of crocodile leather. Or four, he is the only pharaoh found to have been buried without underwear. Huh. I'm going to say without underwear. Ooh. Tutankhamun is freeballing it. Yeah. Okay. I think gold. I think we got spun gold. Spun gold yeah, the 145 pairs of underwear. That's, I mean, that's just plain hard to get. Um, <laughs> he, and he was wearing all of them. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I'm so torn. And um, <laughs> didn't, Oh wait. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to go with spun gold. All right. All right. Two spun gold and one free balling. Uh, and the fact, the correct answer was he was buried with 145 pairs of underwear. Whoa! What? Yep. He knew. Poor he knew. K. Because he knew he wasn't going to be able to get afterlife. more. Poor K necessitas. Because he knew. <laughs> because he knew that they were that style was not going to ever come back. Mm-hmm. And yes. He needed all the underwear he could get. <laughs> that is very much like my bedroom uh, underwear drawer. There you it's go. True. Uh, all right. King oh, Tut was actually. I wonder why 142. 142. 145. 145. I don't, I don't know. know. Once upon a time, before the 1800s, it was believed that pairing dirty underwear with wheat grains in a bucket would do what? One. Ruin it? (laughs) One. Keep witches away. Two. Create mice out of thin air. Three. Find a husband. Or four. Create the best yeast for fermentation. Yeast for fermentation. I'm going with yeast for fermentation. Yeah. As much as I... (laughs) Really wish it weren't the case. So crotch booze, crotch rot booze. I think crotch booze. Okay. I'm going to be different and say mice out of thin air because like that maybe they just didn't get that like mice (laughs) would go to eat the grain. (laughs) Okay. We got uh, one for spontaneous mice creation Mm -hmm. and two for crotch booze. The correct answer is in fact spontaneous mice creation. Oh my God. It was believed that uh, this was supported the idea of spontaneous generation, that life could be created from non-living objects. Oh, right, 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 right. All right. For what reason does the British army issue antimicrobial underwear? One, crotch rot is a constant threat in many swampy areas of the UK. That's where the fat people live. Two, (laughs) fecal infection of wounds in recruits who soiled their underwear but had no means to actually wash them caused too many deaths in World War II. Wow, that is... Three, a war minister mistakenly assumed this would also protect soldiers from crabs and STDs. Or four, so they can be worn for three months at a time. These are all sort of disturbingly... Plausible. Po- yeah, <laughs> plausible. I'm going to say three months at a time. Three months at a time. We got one for long-term endurance underwear. I'm going to go for number one. I'm going to go, I think I agree with Trevor, like long periods of time. That's okay. the most practical. We got one for and, crotch and, rot and two for endurance And underwear. I also think that, you know, a lot of these underwear, if it was for the military, you said? It's for the military. So, yeah, they're probably not fighting a lot of wars in British swamps. They could be fighting these in other people's swamps. <laughs> Uh, the correct answer is, in fact, so they can be worn for three months at a time. Damn, Dan. Yay. <laughs> you know better, Dan. You just <laughs> agree with whatever Trevor says. Trying to be efficient. All right. And our final question for the day. A pair of Queen Victoria's underwear featuring yards of white cream fabric and her embroidered initials, VR, 
recently sold at auction for $14,500. With that in mind, which of these is an actual scheme executed by people to try to get their hands on the queen's knickers? (laughs) One, a maid was fired after being discovered swapping her underclothes for the queen's. Two, after disguising himself as a chimney sweep, a 14-year-old boy snuck into Queen Victoria's Buckingham Palace and ran away with her underwear. (laughs) Three, a royal secretary was fired for selling the queen's used delicates. Or four, a clothing company was ordered by Parliament to stop selling the queen's own, a line of underwear inspired by the queen. I'm going for the chimney sweep. Yeah, uh, the chimney sweep. We got two chimney sweeps. We we got some... uh, <laughs> I want to watch that coming of age. Some Mary Poppins Victorian action here. I was going to say Chim Chim Chiru. <laughs> All right, Michael. Um, uh, I'll be different. I'll go with the secretary uh, selling the used, the used delicates. delicates. All right. The correct answer is, in fact, the chimney sweep. Yes. A 14-year-old boy snuck into uh, Buckingham Palace disguised as a chimney sweep to make off with the queen's knickers. I'm imagining, I'm like, oh, I got him. I got him running. And then getting attacked by the queen. The sad part, that was a better accent than he actually did in the movie. Well, right. it's Dick Van Dyke. Cut him some slack. So, Trevor, if our listeners want to send us co- pa- pairs of underwear for us to s- sample. <laughs> but we already have the Queen Victoria yeah. ones. Yeah, we have the Queen Victoria ones. Well, we're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Leave us five stars there. Stitcher. I saw people left it on Stitcher. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yay. Thank yeah. you. Um, everywhere. Five stars, five stars, five Spotify. stars. Spotify. 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 Oh, sorry, Spotify. Five stars on Spotify. We saw that. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. More reviews. <laughs> See the articles we talked about at www.bigfetgaypod.com. The cookies will be there next week. They're not going to be there this week, but next week I'll share my cookie recipes. Yes. yes. Uh, maybe you're listening and you're, uh, you're you're inspired and you're doing some baking of your own. And then you see outside your window, oh, it's no. one of the Victoria's Secret models, the 12 oh! foot tall skeleton. So <laughs> watch out. Watch out.